Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello, and welcome to episode number 22 of the Property Magic Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk all about commercial versus residential property investing. We're going to talk about the differences between commercial and residential, and I'm going to talk about which I prefer and why. Now, many people, when they're interested in investing in property, say to me, Simon, should I invest in residential property or commercial property or maybe both? And you may have noticed that this podcast is almost entirely about residential property investing, and that's because that's where my personal expertise is. Now, I focused on residential investing for a number of reasons. First of all, the first property I bought was a home for me to live in, and I rented out some of the rooms, which meant I was able to live free. And I thought, this is good. And when I moved out of that property to a new one, I kept the first one and I rented to students ever since. So I kind of fell into residential property. And I believe that for most people, residential property is probably the best place to start And the reason is we all understand what's required in a residential property because we've all lived in a home, a flat, a house, whatever it might be. Whereas you might not necessarily understand what's required for a commercial property. The second reason is normally commercial property requires more money than residential property. However, as I am learning, there are some very creative things you can do with commercial property, which means you can actually do them with fairly low money down. And the third reason I focused on residential property is I believe that commercial property is more vulnerable to changes in the economy. Whereas we always need somewhere to live, you know, I think the economy affects, you know, the demand for shops and factories and offices, etc. And with the advent of the Internet, we really are seeing a demise in the high street, uh, particularly in retail. However, that might present its own opportunity for us. So the only commercial property that I've ever purchased are ones that I've actually turned from commercial into residential, which is also a great strategy. I bought a number of care homes up north that we've turned those into apartments and then sold them on the open market. Having said this, I do think it's really good to diversify your investing. And this year, I want to get into commercial property. Um, Now, whenever I want to learn something new, I say it's not my area of expertise. I always look for the best person, the most successful person I can find to learn from. And I don't mind investing in myself to gain that knowledge. And I'll even travel halfway around the world to find that person if I need to. But I'm going to talk more about that later on. So let's think about how most people actually get into commercial property investing. The most people I know who've got commercial property is usually because they are business owners and they bought commercial premises to put their business into, uh, which kind of makes a lot of sense. Often they've been a bit smart. They've got something bigger than they need for their business and they rent out the rest of the building. And very often the rent they achieve on the rest of the building is enough to cover all the costs. So their business pretty much is there for free, which is great. The other benefit of commercial property is you can actually buy commercial property within your pension. So think about this for a minute. Your pension could go and buy a commercial property that your business then rents from your pension. That means your 
Business is putting profit and money into your personal pension fund, which I think is pretty clever. Now, the benefits of commercial can be quite significant. The first one, and probably one of the biggest reasons of doing commercial, is that when you get it right, commercial can be very, very passive, far more than residential property. Now, the reason for this is with a commercial property, very often you provide the shell of the building to the tenant, and the tenant is responsible for paying and fitting it out as they require for their business. You then have a full insuring and repairing lease in place. And what that means is the tenant is responsible for the insurance and the maintenance of that property. You don't have to do anything, which is great. And normally the contracts are 5, 10, 15, 20 year leases. So if you get a really good tenant, they could literally be there for 20 years. They insure it. They maintain it while you're just collecting rent. Now, the other thing is, as a commercial property landlord, you have more rights than a residential property. In a residential property, if the tenants decide not to pay the rent, it takes months to take them to court and get them out of the property. With a commercial property, literally you can go down the next day and change the locks and lock that business out of that commercial property. So there are some real benefits there for you. And then the final one, which is probably the biggest incentive that really excites me because it's all about creativity, is that you can significantly increase the value of your commercial property by increasing the rental income. Because with a commercial property, the value is all down to the rental income that comes in. So I'm going to talk more about this later on. But obviously, there are some downsides of commercial property. First of all, um, it's not very good if you don't have a tenant in the property. If you don't have a tenant, you've got an empty building, it's not worth a huge amount because there's no rental income coming in. And also, as I said, you generally need more money to get into commercial property. But the big concern for me is what if there's an economic downturn? Now, an economic downturn, you know, businesses close, you know, industry is hit, and there's not as much requirement for commercial property. Now, commercial property is valued in a different way from residential. Residential is valued generally on a bricks and mortar basis. So you can look at a property in a street and in the whole street, similar size properties in the same area should be worth about the same amount. And that's called the bricks and mortar valuation. It's all done on like for like comparisons. However, you could have two commercial units and based on the rental income, the actual building size and structure might be very similar. But if one of those, the second one, has a much higher rent than the first property, well, the second building is also going to have a higher value. And so you can increase the value of the property by somehow increasing the rent. Now, the way that you work out the value of a commercial property is uh, you, you look at what the yield is, and then based on the yield, there's going to be a multiplier for that type of property in that area. Um, in America, the yield's called the cap rate. So let's say, the way you work this out, let's say you've got a, a yield or a cap rate of 10%. What you do is you take 100, divide it by the yield. So 100 divided by 10 would give you a multiplier of 10. So what that means is, you multiply the gross rental income by the multiplier. If the yield is five, the multiplier would be 20 because it'd be 100 divided by five, gives you a multiplier of 20. You then multiply the, the gross rent of the property by 20. So therefore, actually, the lower the yield, the higher the multiplier 
and thus the higher the value of the property. So actually, it's slightly different from commercial, it's the, uh, from residential. It's the other way around from residential. Now, this actually presents a, a huge opportunity for you. If you understand commercial property and how to value it, you are going to have a competitive advantage over other investors, particularly as there's more and more mixed use property coming to the market. So you might have a commercial unit on the ground and then residential units at the top of the building. Now, many residential investors are put off by these because they just don't understand the commercial piece. They don't know how to value it. So what you can do, you can speak to a local commercial surveyor. You can find out what the yield is in the area for that type of property. And so you can then work out the multiplier and work out how much that particular commercial unit is worth. Now, this is very important if you are repurposing commercial property. So let me give you an example. So a very good friend of mine, uh, Hanif Khan, who is a serial entrepreneur and a prolific deal sourcer, and he currently helps my students on our um, deal sourcing training. He runs all the coaching calls. He recently was telling me about a bank that he purchased in Birmingham, where we both live. Now, he purchased this empty bank building. It was a bank. Lots of banks are selling off their branches. And he purchased it for something like £250,000. And what he did was he exchanged contract and had a delayed completion. Now, in the meantime, he already had uh, great connections with a, a very well-known um, coffee shop. And basically, he agreed with them that they were going to sign a lease for the downstairs part of the building. Now, once they signed that lease, the value of the building shot up, so much so that he was actually able to fund the entire purchase from a lender who was happy to lend to him based on the commercial valuation. What that means is the mortgage he was able to get was able to cover the entire purchase price. And so the, the, the first floor of accommodation was actually completely free of charge for him. Because by putting the commercial lease in place, the value went up higher to what he was buying it for. And so the finance covered the entire cost. So he's almost got like the first floor flat completely, uh, first floor free of charge, which is then developing into flats. Uh, another example of this is one of my mastermind students, uh, Michael Chamberlain. Now, uh, Michael uh, wanted to find an office in Leeds city centre to put his business in. He runs a very successful insolvency practice and he purchased a pub in Leeds city centre for £300,000 using his pension and then a little bit of borrowing based on the value of the property as well. Now, this pub was not a very desirable pub. It'd been on the market for a while. This was the pub that the local football club would go to on a Saturday for their their all the people who couldn't get into the ground would congregate in this particular pub and it had a bit of a bad reputation for violence and fights and all those kind of things so it wasn't somewhere that most people really wanted to go to and then because of that it had a reputation during the week it had hardly any business now Michael thought about this and he worked out well you know, on match days, these pubs can take £5,000 over the door in, in one day, which is pretty good revenue. And he thought, well, why why keep the pub open all the time? Why don't I just open up on match day? And um, that's 20 days a year. And that'll bring in £100,000 of revenue. So £100,000 revenue on a £300,000 purchase, by the way, that's for the whole building. That's a pretty good return on investment. 
And then what Michael did was he spent £100,000 refurbing the upstairs uh, accommodation into offices. And that's where his business is now sat. And then over time, they wanted to change the clientele who were coming to the pub. So they got a really good door policy. He used a lot of his builders to actually do the door for him. Uh, anyone who were troublemakers, they'd turn them away. And slowly the reputation of the pub changed around. They got some craft ales in. And eventually a small brewery decided to take that downstairs commercial unit and, and change it into a more desirable pub. They do nice food there now. So taking something that really wasn't very desirable and by managing it and, and changing the clientele, they massively increased the value. Now, there's a really good rental income coming in from that uh, pub on the ground floor. Michael's got the income from his offices upstairs. Remember, this all goes into his pension and he had it recently revalued at 700 and 25,000. Remember, he bought it for 300,000, spent 100 on it. So in other words, um, there's something like uh, 325,000 pounds of equities being created. And he's refinanced it based on new value and released 250,000 out that can put go back into his pension pot and he can go and buy another property with that. Meanwhile, this property generates a cash flow of 4,400 pounds per month. And that all goes into his pension, increasing his pension fund. So as I said, the right kind of deal, commercial property can be very, very successful. And this is one of the reasons I personally want to learn more about commercial property. I think there's a real opportunity uh, in commercial property these days. And so I thought to myself, who do I know who really knows about commercial property. And there are a couple of guys in the UK who are pretty switched on, who are, are teaching other people about commercial. And so I spoke to those guys. And then it dawned on me that a good friend of mine, Dolph DeRoos, is a world-renowned expert on commercial property. In case you don't know who Dolph DeRoos is, he's the author of the international bestseller, Real Estate Riches. He was the guy who Robert Kiyosaki of Rich Dad, Poor Dad asked to write a book about real estate. And more importantly for me, uh, Dolph DeRoos is the person who wrote the foreword to my book, Property Magic. So in case you think you recognize the name, if you look on the front of the book, read the foreword. It's all by Dolph DeRoos. Now, Dolph is particularly well known for being very creative and spotting opportunities where, you know, other people can't see what to do with a property. He'll often repurpose it and use it in a different way. So, for example, I mean, he's invested all around the world. So in New Zealand, uh, where the sheep farming business really kind of uh, died to death, um, he bought a load of sheep farms very, very cheap and turned them into vineyards. And vineyards are very popular things for people to own, you know. People like to think I've got my own vineyard um, and uh, I don't have, by the way. Um, and so he mass massively increased the value of the land. Um, he's got a great story where he explains where he turned $20 and he used that on a property and increased the value by $2 million. So we say that again, he spent $20 to increase the value by $2 million. Now, it sounds crazy, but if you're ever lucky enough to hear Dolph speak, I'm sure he'll tell you that story. I'm not, I'm not going to spoil the surprise for you. So anyway, Dolph lives in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, but I actually see him quite often because I come to Phoenix on a regular basis because I attend a, a mastermind group in Phoenix. Now, it's not a, a property mastermind group. It's about business and the kind of entrepreneurs and business owners get together. And I come here at least three times a year for that event. Um, and in fact, I saw Dolph Drews last night. We had dinner because I'm here in Phoenix right now 
attending one of these mastermind groups as I actually record this uh, podcast for you. So um, last time I was here, I I asked Dolph, I said, Dolph, uh, would you teach me about commercial property? Because, you know, if you know one of the world experts, why wouldn't you go to the best source you know? And um, Dolph is actually coming to the UK. He's actually come to speak at one of my events for me. Uh, Not about commercial, but he agreed because he's coming anyway. We're going to do a special one day all about commercial property for me and a select group of my students. Now, Dolph normally charges thousands of dollars to come to his live seminars. But because he's in the UK, he's actually anyway, he's going to do it for a really special rate. Um, If you're interested in that, you can go to www.commercialpropertycourse.co.uk. There's going to be a link in the show notes to get to it as well. Now, depending when you listen to this podcast, if you're listening every Tuesday morning as they come out, uh, it will be before we've done that event. And you might want to come to that event if you want to learn about commercial and obviously connect with Dolph. We're going to get some UK uh, commercial guys there as well to make sure it's all kind of exactly relevant to the UK. Um, But if you're listening after the dates happened, uh, well, you might be able to uh, get the audio or video recording of that event. Uh, But obviously live is always best because you can interact with all the other people there and obviously get all of your questions answered. So in summary, although I absolutely love uh, residential property investing and I think it's best for people who are starting in property, um, I think actually progressing into commercial property and having a bit of a mixed portfolio is probably a pretty good idea. And I hope I've in this podcast, I've opened your eyes to the world of commercial property and some of the opportunities. How often have you walked down uh, the street and you might have seen empty shops, empty offices, empty pubs and thought, I wonder what could be done with that? Well, there is something to be done with it. If you get the knowledge and you look at use some creativity, you can often massively increase the value of the property. So I do hope that's uh, giving you something to think about uh, this week. So finally, if you like this podcast, I'd love you to do me a favor. It'd be great if you give us a five star review from wherever you downloaded it from. And also, if you can write a review saying specifically what you liked about it um, so other people can see that and hopefully benefit from listening to these podcasts as well. Now, in the next episode of the Property Magic podcast, I'm going to share with you how you can develop your property millionaire mindset. I believe that mindset is absolutely critical. And in fact, one of the things that stop people moving forward and achieving everything they want to achieve is because they don't have the right mindset. I meet people who've done training with other people. They know what to do, but because they don't have the mindset, fear holds them back from moving forward. So I want to really help you on how you can develop the right mindset, how you can continually build your mindset. And hey, look, We all have good days. We all have bad days. So particularly when you have the difficult problems, that's when you need a really strong mindset. So I'm really looking forward to sharing because I'm really passionate about mindset in the next episode. So until next time, remember to always invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me on LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media. And I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property training for free. All of the details are in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, 
investment skill.